0: Hello, this is Chris. Just before this episode, we do want to warn you that we do discuss some themes and scenes that some of our listeners may find distressing. If you do want any further information about what we talk about before you listen to the episode, you can reach us either on Twitter or on Facebook, and we'll be happy to let you know beforehand. Thank you. And welcome to I Spit on Your Grades, the best revenge episode. Revenge because I won last time, just to let everyone remember. Ghostwatch, do you remember? Do you remember me winning? I know my co-hosts remember me winning. Mercer.
1: Sorry, what? But no, no, no memories at all, Chris.
0: No, you don't remember me winning? I, I won. It was, it's fairly comprehensive. I won the public vote. Everyone loved it. You guys loved it. Faye, do you remember it? No, 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 no. Sorry. It's fine. Me and my legions and thousands and thousands <laughs> of millions of millions of the Chris fans remember it.
2: I think you're making this up. I don't think this ever actually happened.
0: You think it's just a fever dream?
2: I think this is... I want to call it, I want to call it Stutter Island, it's <laughs> 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 Shutter Island.
0: This yeah, is that, sh- that well-known Scorsese film where an island with a group of people with speech impediments. I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> this has gone off track fairly quickly, you can tell I'm hosting. Mercer, how are you? Are you well? I'm very good, thank you. Very good indeed. Faye, how are you? I'm not so bad, thank you. Good, good. What have we been watching this week or up to? Anything in particular? Porn. Have you been on Getting Your Phil and OnlyFans before they close I am they close down yes. and start taking a little pornography from it?
2: Taking advantage of those willies and fannies, yeah. Family friendly show. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Those pee pee's and from
0: Front bottoms. Yeah, a foo foo, a foo foo, foo foo, foo foo. Hey people, let's know your favourite. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, not really. pause obviously. Um, I watched Feud. I watched Feud in its entirety, which was amazing. About um Betty Davis and John Crawford. Ah. It's, it's actually incredible, and Susan Sarandon is amazing. Yeah, we, I know. I know it's old been around for a while, but would highly recommend if you haven't seen.
0: Fair enough. Melissa, what bizarre offcuts from Prime have you been watching this
1: past week? Well, you will be surprised to hear that I haven't watched any Prime off this week because last week I know it was the Soho Final Shutdown Festival. How was that? Um, it was so good. I drank so much wine, <laughs> um, literally Far too much wine. Um, I'd I'd
2: seen that you'd pickled uh, Tiggy Cambridge's
1: liver (laughs) so she never touches it again. We were all drinking uh, too much wine. I made a fatal error and went to the shop to buy wine and came back with a bottle of non-alcoholic wine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I spent £35 on two bottles of wine <laughs> and one of them was non-alcoholic.
2: I £35? Was, yeah,
0: I was fucking livid. There there was, there fucking
2: were, London prices. We've
0: we all done it, Mercer. So I I went to a supermarket and bought a load of on offer old moot only to come back to find that was non-alcoholic on me, which is why I was on offer.
1: 79p was obviously too good to be true. Yeah, exactly. it is a very, but it was really, really good. It was so nice to kind of like Be back with people and watching films on the big screen. Um, You know, the the commerce sector was a lovely venue as well. And it had all couches this year. So it was just so nice Nice. and so chill. I only fell asleep once and made a really bizarre noise. (laughs) um, So that was good. Um, Once in an all day or is not bad Once in an all day is not bad. And it was like the second film as well. So it was really early. So, so you, so you travelled and stuff. So, well, no, you and you. Mm-hmm. Know, I travelled the yeah. night before, but I drank the night before as well. Um, oopsie! Uh, <laughs> I are up until like twenty to four or something the night before. Uh, uh, but yeah, no, it was really good. I got to watch some films again. Um, all films I actually like, so that's a really good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, including the Fantastic Death Drop Gorgeous. Uh, oh, we need right have got Death Drop Gorgeous Rage.
2: Yeah, um, if you weren't aware, there was a gentleman, in, I'm using that in the loosest terms, uh, who was on Twitter being quite homophobic about Death Drop Gorgeous. But we're not going to go into that because that will set your and Mercer's
1: blood levels racing all and over again. To be fair, I'm quite a very... I, I say I am. I'd like to believe I'm quite calm and quite passive and let things roll over my, Um but I was. Well. <laughs> <laughs> over my back. No, but I honestly was. My jaw was in agony. I was clenching so hard with rage. And do you know when you're so angry that you want to cry? And then that gets you even more angry because you're like, I can't believe I'm so angry over something.
2: I mean, it, it, And it won't even.
1: You know, it wasn't the end of the world. It was some dickhead's opinion. Sorry, uh, Mr. Dickhead. Uh, but it was it was just an opinion. It was someone's opinion. Someone saying something ridiculously stupid. And, you know, I wish sometimes I was a better... Not a better person, but the person who just goes, ah, you mean nothing well, to me anyway.
2: thankfully,
1: everybody jumped in to defend Death Drop Gorgeous. And uh, as they should. I will say that people behind Death Drop Gorgeous handled it very they well. They yes. One of them actually had, like, a Twitter conversation with it and like just presented like who they are and what they do in a very eloquent way um and i thought that was fucking amazing because it's very easy to just lose your temper like Mm -hmm. i did Uh, but you know to actually try and educate someone is what's important so sadly
2: he could not be
1: educated (laughs) sadly he could
0: not be enticed
1: Come to my gay world. (laughs) Honestly, it's fun. (laughs) The games are fabulous. We have such a good time. And nothing to worry about, ever.
0: (laughs) I haven't watched a great deal this week for some reason. I have no idea why I've not watched anything apart from obviously the choices for this week. did go and watch the amazing Frank Turner at the Manchester Apollo last night. Yes.
2: Won't Hence get, the reason our legs are aching yes, today.
0: Yes, and my throat and, is slightly yeah. croaking. Won't get into it too much because obviously... This is a not, horror
2: podcast. Yes,
0: he's not <laughs> horror based. But just to say, it, it was unreal to be back in that kind of environment with that many people at a gig and he was absolutely amazing. It was incredible. He was. Mm. And obviously we've got the amazing Fright Fest now next week as well. Ooh, or this
2: Three days away. Or
0: this, yeah, three days away from when you'll be listening to this Episode. If you see us, come and say hi. But with a mask over your face. With a mask over. If you. Want. <laughs> if you want to. If you want, or if not, just don't lick us. <laughs> That's that video.
2: I'm all down for licking. Just saying.
0: But yeah, if you see us, and if you do know us, because I just realised that we have none of our pictures on. Oh, sorry. Recently, we have pictures on Twitter, so
1: hi, and there are some like on Instagram. Everyone, there's some pictures of us looking fit. Have so. you got the picture of me from that time we went
2: to London? I'm hanging upside down and I'm like, <laughs> a dead potato.
0: <laughs> so yeah, so if you, so if, you look, if you see any deceased vegetables wandering around, it's Faye come say eye. If, if you
2: want to recognise, I will sit upside down a wing. Damn!
0: Did I haven't put that picture up. I want to put nice pictures
1: up. <laughs> it's us? a funny picture.
0: But yeah, come say hi if you if you want to. If you hate us, and you don't like the show. Feel free not to come over and say.
1: I just think, person, whether you love us or hate us, um, Mind a glass of cry. red wine, uh, <laughs> and then I'll I'll be nice to you anyway.
0: If you love us, come see me. If you don't, Mercer apparently is fine with it, so go and fine. just go see him.
1: Well, now we've
2: done pimping ourselves out for drink, um, shall we get on with this week's choices?
1: (sighs) Or some feedback, maybe?
2: Do we have any feedback?
0: Oh, feedbacks.
1: So, feedback this week. (laughs) Very prepared. Um, Now, this week we obviously went out asking people about their favourite revenge horrors. Um, We got a few responses, and I shall tell you some of the responses we got. Um, So... One of the very first things that we got was Dan Popomatic asking us a question, which is, does Martyrs count? Yes. Well, I think so. Well,
2: I said very loosely, but then Chris pointed out, well, you know, we play fast and loose with the terms of our that was... anyway, which Dan
1: then backed up like yeah. a second later, which was yeah. odd. Uh, yeah. Although to be fair, there's only two of you who play fast and loose. With your um, genres, I'm very on brand with what the genre is. Just see, so you know. apart from sleepwalkers, um, <laughs> I <I'm laughs> just had a cat in it. Astronaut's wife in a sci-fi film. It's an alien horror.
0: It clearly, is no, it's not.
1: Yes,
2: you can't bring a bag of shit to the table and call it an alien horror.
1: In fact, this week was a lot of questions because um, the shakes. I Me mean, too. Also, like. Could we do The Crow? Well, you said yes. <laughs>
0: the Crow, yeah. The Crow is clearly a revenge film. It completely went out of my head, which is a shame. I'm going to have to re-watch that now soon, because I love The Crow. It's a brilliant film.
1: Never seen it. I can't believe I'm
0: standing, well, sat on
1: face so far, saying I've never seen The Crow. The Crow in the, I think it's
2: late 90s, early 2000s, was probably the most worn Halloween costume for male.
0: Yeah. Before he Heath Ledger's Joker, it was everyone would be Brandon Lee as The Crow.
2: So please, um, to our male listeners out there, please let us know if you dressed as
1: The Crow for Halloween. Send us pictures. So we can get a poll going. Yes, yeah, send us pictures to his email address. Or,
2: or to Twitter. Twitter
1: Twitter's yeah. fine. Um, Salty at Popcorn said his favourites would include Deadman's Shoes. Amazing. Oh, the Horseman. Uh, an impressive Aussie, Aussie slice of revenge that you would probably enjoy, so we need to check that out, um, and probably upgrade, which is actually fantastic, um, as well as a whole load of films that have just at the moment gone out of his head, which is no good to us. Oh, there's so Mr. many. Mr. Popcorn. Um, Mr. Popcorn. <laughs> Mr. Popcorn. It shakes. What? Shakes. No, it's not Popcorn. Oh, is Do you that not. You what I'm saying? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. It's my oh, apologies. Uh, Kim Morrison at Weekend Sister Sixty Nine says it has to be Revenge, hands down the best. It's an amazing film. It's brilliant, love it. I've never seen it again. It's so good. Honestly, these things drive me crazy. Darren Gasco, uh, Darren Gasco, uh, Dead Man's Shoes. So if any of you pick that, you already know where my thought is. Mitch Ben coming in strong. Blue Ruin. <laughs> That's it. No reason. No Ryan, no
0: nothing. He is a man who does not fuck about. That is why. In there. um, (laughs) he might fuck about in there. (laughs) He's a good looking man. I'm sure he does. Wow. Um, The corpse
1: bride at Noel underscore Kelly. I had to think really hard about this one. But a little more flesh is my pick. That was a really satisfying finish. Um, Do you know, I didn't consider a little more flesh as a revenge, but actually it clearly yeah, is a yeah. revenge film. Yeah. Um, so that's really good. Scared Sheetless. Um, martyrs. Revenge. Violation. Last House on the Edge. edge blo- no. Last, last House on the, on the Left. On the Left. Oh Audition. Oh, yes. Buzz. <laughs> See that list there? A few there that might only speak by, but definitely feel revenge themed.
2: See, right, okay, I need to address this, because um, it's it might come as a shock that I haven't chose us because I, too, didn't consider Us a revenge film. However,
1: it completely is. And just want to point out that although we are all fighting to win ourselves, um, I think Us would have been a winning choice. And me and Chris both actually pushed there, saying, why aren't you doing Us? Us is the film that you are waiting to speak about. You've got the genre to speak about it. We explained how it was a revenge film, and she still went, no, no, it's definitely not. It does fall under revenge.
2: It does fall under revenge. I I know that now, but my time will come with us, and we've said this before, don't you worry. (laughs) It will come. You
0: have to stretch it to link it into some other genre.
2: It could come under doppelganger. I've
1: said this before. It absolutely could
2: come under that. Yeah,
1: it could. Thank you. Well, anyway, that's anyway. for another time. And finally, we're just going to go with GoHound or at Zombie slow on um, Twitter, which uh, it, they posted a photo of Irreversible, and they put, I had this film very loosely explained to me years ago, but decided to give it a go. It was also my introduction to anything now, like Gaspar uh, Well, fuck me. Not only a very expen- experimental layout of events, but... A brutal experience from the very start, or was it the end? Well... Um, I, personally, really like Irreversible. I had issues with Irreversible. Yeah. I I think Irreversible
2: falls into that same category that uh, The Exorcist did when I watched it when I was younger, in that, I don't know why, in my earlier years rape revenge and rape scenes didn't, I don't know why, they didn't tend to affect me as much as they do now. So when everybody was talking about the underpass scene and saying how shocking it were, I didn't find it that shocking myself as a youngster, but as you get older, the
1: reality of it does become a lot more scarier. We're not doing Irreversible for any of our choices, but that, that rape scene is I think one of the most horrific rape scenes that I've ever witnessed it's just the length of it mm. like not obviously <laughs> <laughs> let's not let's not do that no let's not i just think irreversible and that rape scene is one of the most horrific scenes that i've i've witnessed on cinema mm. and it's just really uncomfortable to watch
2: yeah and like i said as an adult yes i agree with you it is I don't know what it was back then. I just can't explain it. I don't know. But maybe it's um, the more you find
1: out about these things as you get older, the more yeah scarier it becomes. Completely agree yeah. with that, actually. So that was the suggestions that people threw at us this week. Um, some really good ones. Some things, for I think, for us to take away and view. Um, I mean, if you haven't viewed Dead Man's
2: Shoes, go view dead Man's Shoes because it is absolutely incredible. I, again, I couldn't pick Dead Man's Shoes because I, I probably would have blubbed for like 90% of it because it, it makes me bawl my eyes out of that film. It's amazing. Go watch. Squid Phil. This
0: is very you. good film. Very, very
1: yeah. good. So, that's their traces. Now it's time for ours. And I'm quite excited, actually, with my Trace. So... I have gone back to 2010. I've gone back to my very first Fright Fest. And I've gone back to one of them films that is quite rare for me. One of them films that just left me mouth agape. But at the end of it, I was just in awe by what I'd watched. It is Simon Rumley's Red, White and Blue. I, I can't even begin to kind of explain why i love this film as much as i do it's really difficult it's um it falls under my definition of what i call americana which means anything that i want it to <laughs> <Every> De- <time. laughs> e- depending on what movie i mean americana is just something that looks a certain way for me so this like it's just got a certain look about it like a bit of a dirty gritty yeah low sweaty housing yeah. project
0: kind of low income yeah, yeah. kind of yes
1: and the, the the cast of characters are all as well people that would fall like um, in like the minimum wage or lower wage bracket, kind of struggling to survive um, the daily life. People. Yeah. The films primarily as three central um, protagonists, uh, and we follow their interlocking stories uh, and the aftermath of what happens. So we have Erica, who's fucking amazingly played by Amanda Fuller. Mm -hmm. I just off the bat need to say that Amanda Fuller is one of the most talented actresses and she's so underused. Mm -hmm. Like, she is ridiculously good. Um, I love her to bits she's yep. just something so natural and effortless she's a big great favourite she's sure. amazing I love her uh, but yeah so we've got Amanda fuller so the portrayal we see of Amanda is that she's um, a promiscuous young lady who is struggling to get by in life uh, all she really knows is going out sleeping with men unprotected she doesn't like to do it protected which we find out a reason why later on and um, and that's kind of like her kind of art. As the film progresses, you learn a bit more about her character. And I think you see that she's somebody who's just craving, I think, to be loved. And that's kind of a tough thing. So we've got her. Then we've got, um, I'm going to use Frankie next. So Frankie is a young boy. He's in a band. And his entire, at the moment in his life, his entire purpose is is to help his mom, who's oh, got cancer. Uh, And he's giving her blood, Um, so she's having transfusions from him. And we follow his story as like he meets Amanda and ends up having unprotected sex with her, and then his mum actually goes into remission, but then he finds out that he's got AIDS, and the blood that he's been giving his mother could have been infected. And then we watch kind of like we watch a bit of a a, a rise and a fall thing because he goes into this like his band's doing well, his mum gets better, he gets back with his girlfriend, and then he gets diagnosed with his AIDS. We believe that he might give it his mum, and then his band kind of starts falling to pieces. Mm. And then we have Noah, uh, sorry, Nate, played by Noah Taylor, in like probably one of the most intense and crazy performances I've ever seen in my life.
2: I mean, just to, just to ask you there, because I said this while we were watching it, I don't think I've ever seen any other film where he's played this sort of character. No, I not It don't. all tends to be kind of, not
1: lame, what's the word? <laughs> <laughs> like submissive, submissive, kind of. Submissive, passive, yeah. yeah. He, in this film, is definitely, but well, there's an element of submissive and passive to him. There is, but. But he's got a trigger and as soon as that is, hit, hey, is intense. And he's just another one. He's just wandering through life, trying to get by. Yeah. Um. And he meets Amanda, uh, sorry, Erica. Um, and there's a part of me that thinks he's fallen in love with her. Then there's a part of me that thinks he's just got a very fatherly affection for her as well. So, like, it's a bit um, weird... The way... Like, I can't really fully work out how I, he feels about I it.
0: I think he's falling in love with her. I don't yeah. think it's a far... I don't think it's a far... I, I
2: think he is, very. I think he's wanting from her what she's wanting from him. Mm-hmm. So they both get something from each other. They get that affection, which is... I, I mean, he clearly has mental health issues from his past. So if, I think that... And she, she, she's she's obviously never felt that sort of affection having gone around and just, you know, being you find out being abused from when she was four years old. Mm-hmm. So I think when they meet and they meet together, they get, they get what they've been looking for. So that's why I think it's love. It's kind of, well, yeah. I
0: think that's the thing. Cause I think they're both looking for that family kind of thing. Cause obviously he, he meets her and his sister's got a couple of kids, as he says already. So she's doing the family thing and he's look he's kind of drifting through life and he finds that kind of connection with her. Cause she goes, she gives him the time of day, Again, because she goes back to him, because obviously when they're first there, he's saying, you don't want to fuck me, so why, why are you even talking to me still? Because you don't do friends. But she, she's still there, and she goes back to apologise to him for it. So that, that, they have that kind of connection, that kind of start, that relationship there. Well, at the same time, while he's looking for that, and he's looking for that that kind of couple thing that happened there, she's got that relationship with the kid who lives nearby as well. Yeah. She's got that motherly <clears throat> relationship with him him so while she's out doing what she's doing and <laughs> let's face it she's drifting through however damaged she may be while she deliberately goes through the ruin lives she's also wanting that kind of family unit as well and that's why she strikes a relationship with the it's kids. what she's
2: craving isn't it mm-hmm. it's like they both are so they're just perfect they're almost um They're almost each other's crutch. Possibly. Which isn't always healthy and doesn't turn out to be healthy in
1: this scenario. This I think this film is more tragic than anything. Because each character is very flawed, and they all you don't know whether you should root for them or not.
2: I think you should. Because I don't think anyone's they're all victims Mm -hmm. like erica is a victim of Of the abuse abuse she endured when she was younger um frankie frankie is a victim of having to deal with the fact that his mom has got cancer and then you know he contracts hiv I I don't blame Frankie in this scenario, by the
0: way. With Frankie, obviously, as I said, he's not not portrayed as this band member who's going around sleeping with everyone. Because obviously his missus, who he gets back together, she's like, I'm concerned that this will happen. So it's not happened in the past. So this is one time with the rest of the band when, apart from one member, who obviously is aware of. Isn't part of it, but this is one time that this has happened.
2: And you can actually see in his face as well before it happens because um, it, it 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 looks disgusted
1: by her that she's doing it, but then goes to join in. Yeah, I think that it's a, it's a difficult one to kind of judge like his behaviour because she is obviously like, be drinking and partying and. She is given the signals that she wants to go ahead and do what she's doing, but also she is in a, a compromised manner. Mm. So like the scenario that she she is in and he is in, there's there's an element of should he have gone through with what he does. The reality is, when we talk about the individual characters, Erica purposely goes out, purposely goes home with men. And if they are willing to sleep with her unprotected, that is her aim, because she is getting revenge on all men because of what happened to her when she was a child. Double revenge. It's yeah. a double revenge film. So she's getting... It's like a triple revenge film. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. 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 So she's getting revenge on all men because of what happened to her as a child. And and, and one, on one hand, you want to go, yeah, fuck, do it, woman. But then on the other, you want to go, but not all men are the same. And actually... There's almost an element of entrapment with what you're doing because you're not, you're not saying, you're not, it's not like uh, preventing yourself from getting ripped. It's if they are willing to
2: do it unprotected. You, well, that, that you. I think you get that answer, don't you? When she goes with the guy who wants to wear the yeah. condom. Yeah. Because there is, uh, there are guys out there that will say, I want to sleep
0: with you, but we are going to she, have to wear a condom. That's thing. She's quite clearly aware. She knows that sleeping with someone, regardless of whether they say yes or no to protection, she, know, she is in possession of information that she should be disclosing that she is yes. choosing deliberately not to.
2: And she does actually say to him, why don't you be a man and just do it?" we are. She didn't even say man. Oh, she said, say, cond- yeah, yeah. Condoms
0: are only, said condoms are only for homos. Yeah.
2: So it's like she,
1: she, she's fully, forcing.
2: Yeah, she is forcing it.
1: Yeah, but yeah. you also you like, do you feel sorry for somebody like that? But then you've also got Frankie who does sleep with someone who is in a compromised mental state, and then but he's not to know that. Well, he's not I think as well. Yeah, yeah but I, I mean, mean,
0: this this is a situation that happens. She's not out. saying no. So no. Yeah. This is a situation I imagine. Obviously, we recorded on this Sunday. I mean. I imagine last night on a Saturday, this is probably something that happened thousands of times all over the country. I think
1: most people have got drunk and gone home with somebody. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, you either, you know, there's there's an element of sometimes, you know, if if both of you are drunk, like, it's quite difficult. If, if you're really drunk and that other person's not, then I think that person should be like, you are very drunk. Yeah. I don't think we should do this.
0: No. But there's, there's nothing to say that's the case in this with Frankie. Like. It, appe- it appears it, to be all so
1: from from what you see on screen. It appears, it appears to, to be all
2: consensual.
1: Yeah. yeah. So we, I, there's an element then of feeling sorry for Frankie because Frankie's like an innocent party in this. Yeah. All he's done is he's gone on with a girl uh, and is not used protection because he's been in the heat at the moment. And is with three other people and it's kinda of got out of hand. And I'm not saying it's right, but I'm not saying it's wrong, because like you said, it appears to be consensual. Um but then his actions after that mm. are wrong. Yes. <laughs>
0: <They> <laughs> I would I would say yes, they probably they <laughs> are. probably are.
2: <laughs> no, yeah, but again, that that you could view it in the same way as Erica. He's only doing this as a byproduct of what he's been put through of being given HIV,
1: potentially infecting his dying mother. So, and I get the impression that his mother got the results back that she contracted HIV. Yeah, well, she does. Then OD kill herself. Yeah, and yeah, and she leaves a note. But I, I never get. And I've, I've been, I'm, I'm too quick for me to read. I
0: think the I think the way it's set up is de- is definitely tilted towards she's got the results and yes. After being in remission from cancer, she has yeah. then contracted yeah. HIV. Yeah.
1: And I think is that rage because can you? I, I'm not there, but can you imagine kind of watching like a parent beat something, and then because of your actions, you've now given them something that they've got to battle again. Like that's got to be tough. But then if they killed themselves, I'd be well pissed off at the person who purposely, yeah. who's already. Because remember. Before he does that, they kidnap Erica, and she's honest, and she says, "You know, yeah, I did. Uh, I do intentionally sleep with people. Yeah, but this is why because I got raped when I was four. So I'm just basically paying everybody back. Yeah, and you're like, hmm, yeah, okay.' Um, but yeah, then he loses it and kind of kills her. <laughs> kind of kills her. Well, so well I think, think, the, yeah. the
0: thing, the <laughs> thing is, because he could. 'Cause he's wanting he's wanting to make her suffer. So it's not while he does resort what he does does result in her death, he doesn't actually kill it's not one strike or one thing that he does that kills her. He is essentially torturing her with the cuts. But then when he tells the bandmates, they're actually taking her to the hospital. they're actually making things, and they're actually planning on taking her to the hospital. So they're actually going, Right, okay, you've done this, but we can not fix this, but we can stop this from going mm, yeah. too far. And it's unfortunate that she then bleeds out. It is a, it is it's unfortunate. Just unfortunate. It's unfortunate. It's an
1: unfortunate. Accident. It's
0: unfortunate. Yeah. I, dropped, I dropped my coffee over and Erica's dead. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is the, the, and this is the, like, you know, everything that I think Frank has done has been driven by, like, rage mm. and loss. Yeah. This is where I actually get angry at him when he looks at his friends and goes, you're not going to let me down, right? Well, brothers, you're not going to let me down. And I'm just like, you fucking prick. Like, this is when you just need to go, i fucked up and it's my responsibility and I shouldn't be putting this on you people. Mm-hmm. Let's deal with this. I mean, they are all involved in some way anyway. Because... But they didn't, they took her from the bar, but they yeah. did really kept
2: Oh, her. no, no, I just mean in terms yeah. of trying to get her to the hospital because you, you do, you do still have blood on your hands and as much as you tell
1: people that you weren't involved... Are they going to believe? Yeah, but you know, if Frankie was to say I did this, yeah, yeah. Then, yeah, And
0: to be, be fair, if all three of, I imagine yeah. most of his DNA is all over the knife and all over. She was in his in his, his place, spirit, so I sorry. imagine that the three of them to go. oh, no, has nothing yeah. to do with us. Yeah. Then <laughs> he is probably going to be the one who cops for it.
1: And it does get me mad because as much as you know. You've got your friends and you want to protect your friends. I think there's a line. Yeah. Yeah, no, agreed, and agreed. I said that. I reckon if you stabbed someone and said to me, I needed to help me, would I go, I wouldn't say that. Yeah? Just but didn't. then I wouldn't expect you. Yeah. I don't know. I would but expect s- someone to help me. No, no. I, no. I don't, I don't think.
2: think it's fair to put that pressure no. on. Uh, is this you setting up just in case anything does happen <laughs> in the
1: future that I can't rely on you? As an alibi or something. Is yes, that this is? Uh, you can never rely on me as an alibi. But I think that's so. That's when I like get angry at him because I'm like, I don't like what you've done. Mm. Um, and then I, I absolutely it devastates me that Amanda, uh, Erica dies. Yeah. Because again, even though I think she is a villain, <laughs> she's she's a broken person, and that's why she's a villain. And previous to that, previous to her dying, and previous to that, she starts. You know, she she helps that kid, and she starts. Almost building a life mm. of normality, like when she gets that job and she pays her first rent, and that woman's like, "How does it feel to be a working, like a, a working girl and paying rent?" And she's like, "I'm really happy," well, and you're like, "She's changing a yeah, life." But
2: Frank, but Frankie's in the same position. His life was getting good. His mom and his cancer had gone into remission. His band were getting contracted. Just, they were just starting his life. They were it?
0: support for a European tour. <laughs> they were they were yeah, blown up. You
2: know what I mean? It like. They were and, and as was um, Noah's character, i his name. Uh, Nate. Nate. As was Nate, his it, life were getting on track and it, it just,
1: they all got ruined. Everything got ruined. Yeah, it's horrible. Let's talk about Nate because Nate obviously finds out that Amanda's, oh, I keep calling her Amanda because I'm obsessed with her, <laughs> that Erica has been kidnapped from the bar that yeah. they're in. And um, he, he finds a card and he finds out who that card belongs to and he, he goes to find out what's happened. Now this is where shit gets brutal. This, and I think this is where it's like one of the few times in cinema where I've gone, oh my God. Yeah. So yeah. he ties the woman up, he breaks himself, punches her in the face, ties her up with tape, finds a daughter, Ties her up and then dad comes home and he ties him up, whacks him like that fucking whack and Mm -hmm. that fall is amazing with that barefoot bat. Ties him up and then he goes to the man, I'm going to ask you a question and I want you to answer me straight. And he asks him a question and then he takes his mask off and he goes, "Uh, Please don't or something. Please don't. And he like covers him up and goes, alright, right, did you not listen to me? I asked you a question. And then he stabs the fucking little girl in the be, leg. Be oh, fair.
0: I know. Be fair. He told. He, he told him. He said, "I'm going to ask you a question. If you don't answer straight, honestly, and succinctly, I am going to, st- I am going to stab your daughter." Yep.
1: Yeah. And he does. He does. And awesome. I literally, when I first saw that. I literally, and I think it happened everywhere. They were like a. <gasps> and when we were watching, every time I saw him do something, we like, "He is not fucking around, is he? He is no. str- He is." It Keeping promises. It, he yeah, it just does it, yeah. And that is like that entire scene is so intense, and then, and it's fucking like you don't even know how to respond to it. Like I don't know how to respond to it emotionally and when he, goes to the little girl. He goes, like, would you rather, um, stay alive and your parents die, or would you, or you die rather die with your with parents? Them. That is that and is you're brutal, just like oh, Real genuinely asking this question, like. What? And then she's like, I'd rather die. And you're like, oh, I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to think he Like, I mean, this is
2: intense. We don't actually know how he left that scenario because you don't get to see
1: what mm-hmm. he actually does. Well, he says to him, look, are- I don't want to do this to your daughter. So if you actually give me the answers, I will leave your daughter out of it. I think he fully killed the parents. Yeah. Because, he, like you said, he's not fucking around. He says what he's going to do and he does it. So I think if he answered the questions and did what he was supposed to, mm. then he killed them all. He yeah. like killed the parents and left yeah. the little girl on her own. I think you kind of want to believe that he left her on her own for Red, White and Blue 2 that's going to come out in 2030 or something when she gets revenge on his father. That would be
2: cool. Um, we we'll should message Simon Rumley about, that when i come Getting <laughs> <Red, laughs>
0: Get him in. Red, White and 2.
1: Red, White and 2. Hey! But then, like... <laughs>
0: <laughs> quite
1: but then he is quite crazy uh, is, like the way yeah. he kind of like goes and kills the other people the, the most shocking one for me I mean I know the
2: little girl getting stabbed was shocking But the and oh my god just thinking about this is such a horrible way to go is when he tapes the guy's face up like not being able to breathe and just flapping around
1: like I, a yeah, fish yeah. out of water but I get why he does it so before he does that, there's, like, that moment when he stabs him and that guy goes, what are you doing? He's like, I'm just watching. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, like, you've just stabbed her and you watched it. And then later on, he says to him, why are you doing this? And he's like, I've told you, I'm, I'm just watching you. And I'm watching you in pain. He's terrible. But then he gets Amanda's head from the freezer. Yeah. And it's all taped up in a bag. And that just sends him over the head, not Not Amanda, Erica's. You know what I mean? <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> it gets red and it's it is horrible. And I don't know, there's something about it. It's so tragic mm. because everybody's just tragic and every nobody Nobody's fully, a winner, here. Yeah. yeah, nobody fully deserves what's happened. Yeah. You know, or deserves it at all. Absolutely. And it is just a really tragic story that culminates in like this. Crazy volcanic that's, eruption of that's, violence.
2: That's the thing about revenge in general, though. It's like a lot of the times, does the crime really fit the punishment? In this case, absolutely not. This I know. It's horrible what's happened. But if everyone just sat down and had to talk about things, this could have all been <laughs> yeah. avoided. It could have had a cup of tea. A cup of tea yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it could have absolutely not been a thing at all. But because it just got built up in his head, because of everything that happened with Frankie and his mum, it just all accumulated.
1: And, everything everything's yeah. just horrible. It's just a horrible, it's just a miserable film. Yeah. And everything about it is miserable. And you get the few glimmers of hope. And they're just taken away from you. And because we spend so much time investing in the characters to start with and getting to know who they are and what their kind of aspirations are, that when something happens to them, it does hit you a bit like, yeah. more, I think. Yeah. I think the, um, the interesting thing is that you initially think that Nate has mental health problems and he might be a bit of a liar because he talks about being in the CIA and stuff. Or being asked to join the CIA. I thought it was more PTSD. Or well, something you think there's something yeah. wrong with it, but then at the end of the film, after like he's done his revenge and he drives mm-hmm. off, he phones someone up and goes, "Yeah, no, I've decided to turn turn you off of down. And You're like, "Oh, has he really been offered this? Like, is he really like this person?" Well, yeah, I mean, it's
0: cl- I mean, it's clearly a valuable asset for the military because, as you said, we assume when he says he's got an honorable discharge and has. She assumed she was like, "Oh, dishonest." He's like, "No, no, honourable, mm. honourable discharge." So clearly, he did. And she, she, asked him why, and he's like, "I don't want to." Clearly, he did some nasty things in the military that meant that he was allowed to leave with an honourable Kiev. Discharge.
1: Could be Kiev. It could be Kiev. He might have been in
0: Kiev. <laughs> <laughs> no, Budapest. For,
1: for it could have been. It does look like he probably tortured. Yeah, people, which yeah. is why he's it's got very no efficient about it. Yeah. with like the child or whatever. Like, yeah. it's his job. That's what yeah. he does. Um, then I was like, "There's one thing in this film that kind of confused me." It's the very end when he looks at that wedding picture, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Is that him and Eric?" Yeah. So, so they, they clearly got, got married. married. Yeah. And I'm like, when? Or is that like his ex-wife? I'm, and she just looked like no, Erica, Erica. Which is Erica? I think the
2: nature of their relationship moved at a speed because um, obviously by the time that Frankie finds out everything, it has moved on a few weeks. And I think they're both not impulsive, but, but maybe because they found this thing, they don't want to let go of it. So they did everything they could to cement it.
1: So, yeah, it was them getting married. Anyway, I think Red, White and Blue is an absolutely fantastic film. And I want to say to everybody out there, if you haven't seen it, watch it. Because it is great. Um, if you want to be miserable and have a really shitty existence. <laughs> no, seriously. If you want to watch a film that actually just shows like the shitness of the world... Um, and there are some glimmers of hope, but ultimately it's all shit. Mm-hmm. Like, this film is for you. I love it so much. I think it's so miserable, but it's so well done. And it's one of my Frightfest favourite memories mm-hmm. and one of my favourite films. And I had to open my actual DVD to rewatch it, which I was devastated about. So vote Red, White and Blue then. Oh, yeah, so vote Red, White and Blue,
0: yeah. <laughs> okay, so it is my pick next. Much like Mercer, I have also had to open my DVD <laughs> copy of this for my pick. And again, like Mercer's, this is a film where, if you enjoyed Misery, this is also going to be right up Yeah, alley. I have gone for 2013's Jeremy Sonier's directed Blue Ruin. Woo! going hold for no, need to-
2: No, we- we're with you on this. Well, I'm with you on this. I don't know about Mercer yet. Yeah.
0: I got a woo there. That's fine. You did. So, just to break this down, it basic, down. Basic. it's a basic plot, so it won't take me a moment or two just to break this down for you. It's not as complex as the free revenge triple header that is <laughs> red, white and blue. This has, I on your grades, favourite, again, Macon Blair. Whoop. The great Macon Blair as Dwight. Essentially, Dwight's parents have been murdered due to an affair his father was having with the wife of the third party. His killer is being released and Dwight is quite simply on a campaign to exact revenge with a straightforward revenge killing. However, as is always the case in these things, this does not pan out as straightforwardly as you would think, and things spiral further on. This is a classic revenge tale, and it's a morality tale as well. Because let's face it, this is a tale where violence begets violence, begets violence, begets violence.
2: Mm -hmm. An eye for an eye, an eye for an
0: eye, a leg for a leg, and an eye for an eye. An eye for an eye leaves the world blind. Mm. And Macon Blair, as Dwight, he's so blinded by his actual quest for vengeance, he doesn't foresee what be fair when you're dealing with the family that he is acting exactly revenge on most people should have been able to sit for see come th- go on
2: I was gonna say I, I like to see I, I like to think of blue ruin as death sentence with a heart because that is it's essentially the same story as death sentence but it's obviously much more charming in a way. Was, was, <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just just the fact that um Dwight is so normal and just goes about exacting his revenge in such a fumbled and unprepared way that any of us would be doing if we were looking to get revenge well, on someone in this way.
0: Mercer's looking at you as, as if to say, no, he'd be fully... <laughs> he'd be fully... Prepared. He'd go, Charles Bronson, can we I
1: ain't holding back nothing. I'm stabbing... Mate, you would stab someone and you start puking. Me? Yes. I, I haven't even got the the balls to stab someone no but i i don't know how people have got that you know.
0: he is our every man he is just like you and me and let's face it when we meet him his life is on the slide as well he is living in his car he is breaking into homes the shower and eat and steal clothing he is living basically just on the edge of existence mm. which is odd because obviously his sister Who survived the obviously ordeal? She is still living with her kids, and they are still having as far as we're aware a normal upbringing and a normal life moving forward.
2: Like I guess that goes—that's to show that everybody deals with these things in their own way, and while some people can not forget but move on, Dwight clearly
1: can't do
0: that. Uh,
1: So. Dwight is literally, so if I'm right, he's literally just waiting for this man to be
0: released from prison. Yeah, because he's cause he is not locked up for long. I think obviously he gets he gets off on a, well not off, but even cops pleading and gets a reduced sentence. So it is not a case of, we're talking 20 years, from the, we're talking a relatively short amount of time.
2: And there is a flashback as well to showing when he actually gets the news that he's being released. So it can't have been that long at
0: all. No, which, as I say, which is why clearly his sister is able to cope and move because she's got the kids anyway. And judging by the age of them, they've been, they were born anyway. So it's not like she's got nothing and then they come along afterwards. She's clearly been able to survive and carry along for them. But yeah, so he has been waiting for him just to come out, just so he can actually exact that, this revenge. And like, Red, white and blue, when it comes to getting to numb actually just getting on with it. We do not fuck around when we start with this revenge. No. He very quickly tracks him down to the club he's in and it's nasty when he is.
2: It's brave is what it is to go into a place that's surrounded with because they're obviously in there celebrating his freedom, which is a horrible thing to be doing anyway when you've killed someone, I think. If you've killed someone, you shouldn't be celebrating the fact you've gone out when you've definitely no. done it. Yeah,
0: but we learn later on that that's not the case. It's his dad who's actually done the killing, Did but you know he yes,
2: up. yes, <laughs> sorry, yes, Big
0: Teddy who actually has done the killing, but he has cancer, so yeah, the young, so his son has copped the plea because he'll do less time. He'll be able to cop- cop plea and yeah. do the time for him. Yeah. So sorry about that. Yeah. the father can actually have time out. But as you say, either way, when he comes out. Someone still killed Dwight's parents, so they'd be and celebrating in any way, shape or form that you... It's you've... a bit,
1: yeah. Yeah, but I think as we meet different members of that family, we, we kind of realise that they're not necessarily the nicest of no, anymore. No,
0: no, they're not, they're not pleasant people.
2: But my point was to go into a place that is full of his family <clears throat> and just stab him in the neck right there. I mean, he didn't even stab him, first of all, straight away. because I don't know if he's second-guessing himself or whether it is just the fact that he's fumbling over doing it
0: again. That's as you say. That's that like every man in him because he goes in and he's like right. Because as you say, he goes straight in. He's no no fucking around outside before he goes in. But once he's in that bathroom, he's like, okay, and he's there with the blade in his hand and he's there in the cubicle. Right, go right, okay. Getting himself getting himself psyched up, ready to do this. They say when he steps out, and there is no hesitation when he steps out. When he decides that he is going to do this, he is going to do it, and he mm-hmm. does it. I say nastily. He is a gusher when he stabs him in the throat, and then in the head as well, just for good measure. Yeah, but he fights back, does not he? And I think that's not like
1: the expectation that Nick nah. is it called Nick?
0: Dwight. Dwight. Dwight.
1: Still on last film, sorry. <laughs> uh, that's not the expectation Dwight had. I think he thought I'll stab him when it's over, but he like grabs him by the throat and like pins him up against the wall yeah. And you're like, Oh, is this gonna turn out wrong yeah. for you? Again,
0: as I said, well that's that kind of that's that charming in, in netness for right? because sort saying, like, While he's focused and he hear, and he is, right, I am gonna do this, I'm gonna exact revenge. He is not He's just an everman. He is not a train killer. Mm -hmm. He is a man who, as you say, gets caught out there, whether he's not expecting it or whether he's just completely blindsided by it. When he goes out, the slash, the tires on the car outside, so they can't follow him and manages to slash his hand open. (laughs) And this
1: is its almost like a series, of, like a like a comedy thing, like a series of unfortunate events yeah. in it. So, like, it goes wrong when he stabs it, slices it open, and then he can't set off because he's lost his fucking
0: keys. <laughs> and then
2: when he just steal a car to set off, he's got someone in back. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 uh, okay. He's like, okay. Well
0: he's got Teddy in the back. he hasn't got Teddy in the beat. Sorry, he's got the, uh, the, the, um, the, the young man. The youngest of the family yeah, the young, in the young,
2: back, yeah. yeah he's who who a, seems quite timid and... A bit shy and not wanting to be part of this family.
0: And, again, that's where Dwight, as someone who's not not a killer, not bloated, not stone cold, makes that mistake. Mm. He lets him out and he lets him go. He could have just... If he was Nate, he, he would have just killed him there. He would have just yeah. killed him yeah. there and then as soon as he realised he was in the car.
1: But even if he was a member of that family, yeah. like, I think they would like lose and get rid. Because that's what they do.
0: So we have this I say this is like the opening 10-15 minutes there we go yes
1: can I just say about the opening of this film because it's similar to Red White and Blue in the fact that it's a lot of non-talking stuff to start with so when this first started do you know like, when you're like you, you you know you're a bit of a dickhead that's me <laughs> um, literally I put on, I'm like oh my god this is so boring no one's even speaking like after a minute that's, that's what I'm isn't like isn't irony yeah. <laughs> and then I watch my film. But I'm like, oh my God, no one's even speaking this. is so boring. But then like about two minutes and I'm like, but this soundtrack is really quite cool. (laughs) And then I'm like, oh my God, this is really clever because I'm having to learn about this character just through his actions and not what he's got to say. Uh, Exactly like in red, white and blue. I know. (laughs) But I watched this first. I watched Red, White, and Blue was the last one I watched. But you've seen Red, White, and Blue before. I know. But Red, White, and Blue's my pick. So it doesn't matter what happens in there. But in this I'm like, oh fucking trust Chris to pick something so fucking boring. (laughs) <laughs> this is—I mean—about being a dickhead, because you know I'm going in objectively, Like, you won the last episode, so like this. Let's be honest; there's always a little bit of a mm, "you won," like you've got to kind of not like this as much, um, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I literally when it first started, I was like, I don't like this at all. Um, and then I was like, oh no, this is like I really enjoy what we're doing yeah. with this kind of building this character and this kind of. Like this sense of like I don't know like like almost like a sense of being lost like within yourself, uh, which is kind of what I felt. Oh my god, I'm so deep, Anna. I? I kind of felt a little bit lost within myself because I like really weren't sure who he was or what he was supposed to be, um, because he wasn't saying anything. No, um, and I'm like, is he a hobo? Is he like I don't really know what I'm what to expect. And this was a first time watch for me as well, so I've got in completely blind. Also, I had to buy this DVD. I couldn't rent it. Off anywhere. So to order it online and pick. You're the next welcome.
2: Day delivery, <laughs> You're welcome. Just so
1: you know, um, you now have it forever. But now I now again. have it, and I'm glad I do. And I'll, I'm going to be honest and upfront. I watched the film, and I'm not sure how I feel about it, so I have to watch it again before I rate it. But I'm just saying, the the opening actually was, um it kind of twisted my initial perception of what to expect, mm. and then it left me a little bit like I said, a bit confused, and then I also then, it did also make me unsure of the tone of the film throughout, so, I, and I think that's my biggest problem that
0: I had I know you, this, I know you had this, like, I don't really know how I'm supposed yeah. to feel. You, I know you had it because, as you say, it's, it's dark as fuck, let's face it, yeah. whereas he is a slightly comedic, shambling killer, so, but as I say, I think that's it's only there to highlight how normal and how every man he is and how in our that situation. Yeah, I could as you say, you said you could you couldn't probably stab someone. If someone did something like that to your family, you probably could, but again, you'd probably get yourself locked in the bathroom and not be able to not be able to get yeah. yourself out.
2: it's it's like films portray killers, um, in revenge especially as these like very well put together people who know exactly what they're doing and they know how to get supplies and get in and out. And Dwight just has none of that.
0: Yeah. He's literally just like us. And yeah. And as I say, this point when he goes to see that his sister to tell her what he's actually done. And this is a, this is a point where again, with that every man where that blind rage he's been feeling, this is a point where it twists and he realizes exactly what he's got himself. The consequences into. Of the when actions. he sits there when he sits there and he's wondering and his Chango he's like, Right, I've not seen anything on the police. There's no nothing on the news. There's no police reports. So he sits there and goes, They haven't reported it to the police. And it clicks there and then. But this family aren't the kind who are gonna go, no, you know what, we'll just go and uh, go and report this death to the police. They are gonna come after him and his sister and the rest of his family, which is then props obviously the race back mm. the hers. Thankfully the kids are fine. No. But no it is a panic in that
2: bit because she rings back to try and get hold of the babysitter with yeah. the kids. And I mean I'm not a mother, but the fucking terror you must feel in that moment must be overwhelming.
1: And that breakdown she has after when she gets over and realises everything is okay mm. and she turns on him and starts sitting in. To be fair, the from me like him and his sister together like, as uh, some really strong scenes, mm-hmm. like, in the cafe when he's, like, tells what he's done and you can almost see, like, within him, like, almost, like, this kind of fuckity fuck, like, yeah. I've, I've fucked up and I don't know what to do and I'm a bit, like, all over the place and she's like, I'm fucking glad he's dead and you're like, whoa, that is harsh but she also knows he's done something wrong but them two together, their scenes are in- immense. Yeah. I really enjoyed them.
2: She's a really good actress. She's in 13 Reasons Why as well and she's really good in that.
0: She is really good in that. It's his show. Anyway, but so we have that. So we have the race back to the, the home. And then obviously we have more of the we have more again, it's a weird juxtaposition with this one because he is slightly he's far more prepared than you would expect him to be from when they come for him. Because when he's there and He's panicked, you can clearly see like when he's there with a the torch and he can't get the torch to turn off. I
2: know and he's laying
0: in his panicked. But he's clear he's aware enough to start the tap running can I just and say- the light in the bathroom so that people so that if someone comes in they think he's in there, which is how he slips out in the first place. Well,
2: you know, we all know that when you go for a poo in someone else's house you turn the tap on, so you can't hear it. So we all know about that strategy. So that's him built in as all. But when he's got the fucking torch and he's
1: holding it with his hand, put it on the floor. <laughs> Just put it on the damn floor so no light comes out. True, but I think you are right. There's almost like like you said, he's this bumbling idiot, but he does have plans. Because he, he like that that particular scene he set it up so that if anyone comes he can get out. And then later on he sets it up to like he sets up like a little trap so that he knows if someone comes in. So he's not, like, completely not there. Well, I think the second one is down to
2: Buzz from Home Alone. He goes and he sees a friend who gives yeah. in, who's been in the military and stuff. When he says
0: burn the photo, we don't see what that photo is. Yeah. So what his background is as well, I'm not so sure. Because obviously, as you say, is this, is this every man, bumbling guy? But there clearly must be something there. Because as you say, the plans, the actions he takes on some of them don't completely fit somebody who has no experience well, what the first
2: one feels like he's going into survival mode though that's kind of i've got to try and protect myself here what yeah. can i do because it's not perfect and it's not you know even set up to kill somebody it's literally just for him to make
1: an exit and and he's not a good shot no. we also learned that so he's definitely not from like
0: a Military background. Well, it
1: could be from a military background, but definitely not a like on the infantry kind of kind of background. It'd be somewhat more there. But he must have got some kind of background. Anyway, he's an interesting character, and I think it's interesting because we don't know enough about his background. Mm.
0: Yeah, true. So we end. We I say we end with Benny anyway, because Teddy is after the attack at the house when he again he accidentally runs over. Yeah.
2: That's it. That's pure luck.
0: That went. That went to kill him. No, it, it wasn't a. It wasn't a bouncing over the top of the bonnet as he crashes into them. This is a. He's trying to drive away and he accidentally runs over Teddy and then panics and rather than leave him there, puts pulls, him puts him in, him. him in the trunk. <laughs> as you, as <laughs> you would. As you would do. So that's why. That's how we end up at Benny's and to realise that he's like, I've got trouble because he didn't even tell Benny what's actually going on. He's quite simply like, look. I need help. I need a gun. And fair play to him. He goes, you know what? Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> I've got a small armory here. Have whatever what you about need. Ten thousand rifles. There you go. That's the mate you need, though. No questions, just yeah. Again, it's like, it's like his bandmates in red, white, and blue. It's like no questions, just yeah. Here you go. Have what you need. Well,
2: you, you come to a quite, uh, which I think is one of the best scenes in film, actually. Uh, one certainly one at Gore is, is where where um, he, the guy, he's got in the trunk. He opens it up to try, I guess, try and reason with him in a way and just to see yeah. if see That's, what's going to happen. And then he manages to knock him over and get the gun that he's holding at him because he shoots him and he misses. So he gets hold of the gun and then right before he's going to go and shoot Dwight, is it Ted?
1: Ben, ben. Ben, sorry,
2: Ben. Shoots him right in the face and it just clips
1: across his face. He's like, shit, where did that come from? And then bam, in yeah. the head. And it's, it's like... That is so good, that Mm. scene. In fact, again, so, uh, is it Chris? Chris, Chris, Chris. Kevin, Kevin who plays Teddy is amazing, Mm. like, through that entire scene. I absolutely love that interaction between the two, but I'm really, like, drawn to, like, this Teddy guy. I'm like, because it really deceives you into thinking that he's gonna, like... Work, yeah, it, it, it like sort it out, yeah. And I yeah. really like you, you're a good guy, but you're not. Um, and then that shot, and then what I love is when Ben comes across, like, I had to wait until it was legal,
0: <laughs> like,
1: yeah, yeah. And then you're
0: like, okay. I get it, I mean, no one's gonna know, yeah, but he's still, he played back rules. Yeah. Like, that's when he's like, I want him off my property, he's like, he's like, I'd went no, I
2: want him off my property, so and he goes, What about him? the ghost is like, Okay, coyotes, I'll get that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Fair
0: enough. <laughs> he's he is cracking. He's the, he's the he is the friend you need. Yes. And I'm glad that nothing happens to him. I'm glad that he just Good guy, he ben. just helps and just that's and it. And then just they Good, leave him. He's,
1: done it. he's gone there. Yeah, he's, he's, gone. Gone. he's gone. We don't
0: we don't yeah. see we don't see him for the rest of the film. He is off living his best life shooting people on his property. I think it's, pro- it's legal.
1: it's probably
2: just there to explain this is maybe how he came to be a better shot yeah. and he came to you know, it's uh, our
0: rocky, it's our little rocky training yeah, yeah. montage. Always feed out with the
2: montage.
0: Yeah, but as I say, so Teddy, who has got his brains all over the place, and fills in the plot over the fact that he was actually Teddy Senior killed Dwight's dad because he's having an affair with his mum, but Dwight's mum also happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time, which is why they both got killed. And obviously it's there to serve the fact that you know this doesn't end just with you handing yourself in and saying that you've you've killed you've killed him. This ends with essentially oh. us killing us killing you and your your sister and settling in blood essentially. Which forces Dwight, who who I, at this point is probably happy just to throw in the towel yeah. and just go, you know what? I've made a mistake here and I will just fix this by handing myself in and take whatever's coming to me. This forces him into this final confrontation at the cabin. Again, he's, I say he's well prepared because he goes through. He take, clears all the guns out the property or so he, so he thinks he's looking for all of them. He goes and dumps them in the lake. He obviously also makes the headstone for Teddy that he then goes and pisses off. But uh, he finds the headstone for the father as well, old, and he then goes then goes out the piss all mm-hmm. over that. So, I did worry about him drinking the water from the
2: from the tap, leaving his DNA all over that thing. If he we're going to get away with it, he's just touching all
1: glasses and shit. I think he ca- I, I got the impression that he knew he wasn't getting out of this. I think you probably yeah you probably uh, would given uh,
0: yeah. the uh, status of the family. And... Yeah, because since there's a whole family, you think your odds your odds are probably. Numbered. It's probably the yeah. last man's a last stand. Yeah. To be, honest, be honest with you, but oh, probably the the fact that even through all this, um, everything that's going, the odds stand against him. The fact that he still finds time to piss on the <laughs> to piss on yeah. the Tuesday. Yeah.
2: Well, you would, wouldn't you, if the opportunity were there? You absolutely would. It's, it's, it's just a little fuck you, kind yeah, of. Yeah,
0: it's just it's still it's still even though everything's gone tits up, I yeah. still hate you, and you've you're still shit and. This is, I'm going to do my my disrespect just for this. What we have as well before this, as I just completely skipped over the important lesson that Benny tries to teach him, no speeches, no moralising. You just go in and you just pull the trigger. You don't stop. You don't pause. That's how, because that's how you get yourself killed. Mm -hmm. And what does he do? (sighs) He He makes that mistake. Obviously, listen, we hear the... Recording when he com- when he comes in. The recording he's left on the phone for the sister to say, "Look, we can just end this and just go our own ways." And it's only the family member when he, he says. He steps back as he
2: well. He mm. He
0: steps back. It's only when the family member says, "You know, we're going to kill your sister." he just goes, they, He's pushed. He goes, "Nope, bang, got to do it." Yeah. Then he st- then he stops to have a conversation. Conversation. Yeah which leads to William, who we find out is actually his half-brother because it's his...
1: The kid in
2: the
0: back of the car. Yeah, the kid in the back of the car. William is actually his half-brother. William comes around the back of the property and shoots Dwight. Doesn't kill him. But the, uh, but the takes thing, him uh, Takes him out of the game, though, a bit.
2: It does, but he's, he's still got that compassion in him where once he's done it, William's like, oh, this isn't for me. And then... He says, "Right, okay. Well, you've got opportunity to walk away now. Then and you just walk away from all well,
0: this, and he does." Yeah, that's it. That's what Dw- that's Dwight showing that. As we said, we've had the already had the violence begetting violence, begetting violence, and how family fused and just goes generation and generation. And he offers that opportunity, the William, as he said, to go. Look, I mean, I could kill. He's, essentially, he's got the gun on. He's like, "I could kill you now," but that just that would just spread it further and further. So you can just if you want, you can just walk out that door and just walk away from all of it. And to be fair, he does, because clearly he has also had enough of being in this constant violence and fear and criminal family, and he just wants shot of it. And he's gonna take his opportunity. He's had he's stared deaf in the face and had the opportunity to weigh up what he wants to do. And he's decided to go, no, I'm done, and walk away.
2: Well, that's it now. This is where it stops because obviously Dwight goes ahead and shoots the two remaining family members and they shoot him, and it's all, everyone dies. Bob Williams walks away. So this is
1: where it ends. <clears throat> this is no more violence. Yeah, no more violence. Mm. End of. I think the, um the, <laughs> the fact that the, uh, like, sisters? No, mm. the sisters yeah. aren't there. The fact that they just can't let it go is, I think it's quite a sad thing in this film. Mm. Um, I think it would have been very anticlimactic if they'd have gone, do you know what? Yeah, let's all just leave it.
0: That's how have a cup of tea. Fuck Let's just leave
1: it. But it's also kind of sad like that they just couldn't, like, none of them, like, even he couldn't see, like, past, like, yeah. vengeance and, you know, and he, but he tried to, he said, like, you've done two of mine, I've done two of yours, like, we're, we're equal now, mm-hmm. that's it, it's fair, and it's like, no, 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 it's not fair unless we get the last, and it's just like, oh, it's such a shame, poor women, I didn't like that woman's scream, as she no. went no.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I did, I did, fa- it were also, again, just Dwight's look, that he checked everywhere in the house for all the guns, but there's one, under the recliner that you
0: missed. He's not a professional killer. No. He's not a professional hitman. But, as you say, and then we find out, um, again, as we learn that, unfortunately, revenge helps absolutely no one as both families have been decimated at this point. So I'll just sum up in saying, Blue Ruin, absolutely brilliant performance from Macon Blair, who does more with just a look and a shrug and just... A physical performance that he need than anything that he says, although the scenes, as we said, with his sister show that give him dialogue and he will blow you away just as much. It's a tale as old as time with vengeance, told absolutely beautifully, and that is why you should vote for Blue Room as the best revenge horror.
2: Like Vanessa Williams, I've got to save the best for last. <laughs> It's going to be, uh, as it always is, when I talk about a film that I love with all my heart, it's going to be very hard for me to be eloquent (laughs) in terms of how it comes across and not screaming like a total fangirl. But I'm going to try to do that. Uh, My pick for Horror is Emerald Fennel's 2020's Promising Young Woman. Woo! (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. The film focuses on Cassie whose best friend Nina uh, was the victim of a sexual assault at their time in college and as a result Nina went ahead and committed suicide because she couldn't deal with the aftermath of it all and especially seen as the people who did it just walked away scot-free and Cassie, having been friends with Nina since a very, very young age can't let it go and she is intent on bringing those responsible to justice. Um, This is actually a film with only one death. There's absolutely no other deaths in this. And the revenge that Cassie brings is also non-lethal. Would that be a best would that be a good way it to describe
1: is it? Definitely not lethal, which was quite a shock mm. when you find out it's, it's not lethal, because it or it presents itself or you think it presents itself as she is killing off yeah. people. So
2: what, what Cassie is um what what Cassie does is she will dress herself up as a different persona and go out to bars and go out to clubs and present herself as being off-her-face drunk and see which men come and take advantage of that fact. And then when she does make the way home with... Uh, when she gets home with them and she does find that they are taking advantage of somebody who clearly should not be taken advantage of in that situation, she will call them on it. Mm-hmm.
1: And, yeah. And it's fair to say as well, unlike a lot of kind of revenge type films, she gives them opportunities to stop what they're doing. Absolutely, does every single time. Yes. Um. I and I hate it. Why do you hate it? I hate watching these men carry on, and the way that, in specifically in this film, I don't obviously. I'm not female. I've not like you know. I'm not been that in that position as a female. Mm-hmm. Um. Or being, like, you know, when you have been in them kind of positions, I've never, you, you know, you're not mentally compassmentous mm-hmm. enough to, like, fully understand what's going on. Yeah. But the way that they they almost present it like they're being nice yep. to her. And I, I fucking... I, I was so uncomfortable. And they
2: do present that to her, but not to each other, as you find out yeah. in the very beginning scene with... Um, it, it, Adam Brody? Adam, yeah. Adam Brody. <laughs> so they're talking to each other at the bar, and it, it didn't, it, this actually passed me by on my first three watches of this. Um, in that, when they're talking, they're talking about hiring a woman and how she shouldn't be there and just basically dragging down women. And then when they see Cassidy, instantly start slut shaming her. Saying, well, what, what do you expect? She, she's got drunk. She deserves it. She's in that position. She shouldn't be out of doing that if she do not want to get picked up. You shouldn't be trying to pick her up, mate.
1: No. <laughs> That's the thing. Think, I'm on it already with this All guy. right, And I think the worst part of that is, for me, what I find absolutely terrible about this is, Adam Brody actually does stand out as more of a decent guy. So when they're criticising the woman, he's like, you know, maybe if we invited her to these meetings, maybe if we did this, we yeah, got
0: He's saying essentially yeah. she got, because they say... Obviously, the media at the golf club, and they yeah. so they go. Well, if she can't be there, she can't. That's that's on her. It's not on us. And he's he's pointing out. He's the one who go. Well, no, the reason she can't be there is the fact that the golf club don't let women join. Yeah. So,
2: but then then obviously, got, once he gets from the taxi, he's like, we'll go to my place. Yes. And then when he gets home, he gives her a bigger drink than he. But has. that's
0: that's the thing as Mercer saying uh, yeah, the yeah, start, no. no, yeah, no. I'm just saying the start of it is the fact that he's. Because he's put, they're portrayed as low. They're portrayed as low, low, and low to begin with, and he's portrayed on a higher or in a more decent level. Therefore, it it hits harder with the fact that you'd expect it from the scummy ones who are portrayed as being scum, rather than the the other him himself. But
2: then it slides down the hill to all the rest of them to show that they are all The Cassie encounters. <laughs> the men that Cassie encounters are all the same. I so, really, really wanted you to
1: say all better the same.
2: <laughs> Christ- Christopher Mintz. Plasse. Plasse. yeah. Um, he, again, he doesn't go further. He does get freaked out, but he's like, I'm a nice guy. He's like, are you a nice guy? Yes. And uh, the one we'll come to later
1: when she confronts him, he goes,
2: I'm a decent person.
1: No. It's this perception no, that these men have of what is decent. And I think because self protection yeah, is but what I it also is. think that because and I don't mean this no I don't know how I mean this but I think that because specific take away the the final guy but specifically the guys that she's going home with mm-hmm. in their mind she is voluntarily going with them. And even though she presents them with enough opportunities to say, I'm drunk, I don't know what I'm doing, I'm tired, I just want to go to sleep. Like you said, for their own protection, they don't see themselves as a predator. So they could not imagine that what they're doing is wrong Mm. because they're living it. But then from an outside point of view, it's fucking horrid to watch. And like you said, the way that they got... I'm a nice person, or like I'll take care of you, or you know, and like just the the, the horrible way that they try and present it that that is what you want. It's so it's
2: justifying to (gasps) themselves that what the the behavior that they're doing is acceptable, that's what they're trying to do. But you find out, uh, well, it's it's never said, but it's implied in Cassie's book. Whenever she, I'm gonna call them, I'm gonna call them victims but they're not victims um so whenever she comes across like one of these victims she will mark it in a book and it's different color coded and it's never said what that color code means but you've got to believe that somewhere down the line she has ended up in sticky situations where it's turned violent and i think that's what the red marks
1: are for and it could actually yeah there might also be the opportunity that some of the people have gone uh oh, where she's gone i'm too drunk they've gone oh shit, yeah, you are too drunk, let's get you on. Mm. Like, you know, that yeah. self-realisation. So there could be that.
2: Again, it's not a said,
1: but it, it just
2: comes across as implied. But, I mean, yeah. the, the most devastating thing about this film um, is is not obviously, it, to me, is not in those scenes where she's meeting these people and, you know, the terrifying reality of that somebody could do something to you whilst you are that drunk without your consent. It's the damage it's done on Cassie because she's her life is just in her head, a wreck. You know, she presents herself as being this very put together person. And that's why she dresses all smart. And she dresses like a a lady, like a girl should really nice done nails and really nice put together hair and really nice dresses to basically mask the fact that she is actually fucked up and she is not coping and she is not dealing with this well at all. Her parents notice it. Um, Nina's mom notices it as well and says, you need, I've let this go. You need to let this go. And you know who's
0: who's the original guy? Owl, isn't it? The is it Al, the wedding? The guy's getting married. Owl, owl, because yeah. that's what push. Because while while she's not while she's not coping particularly well, and obviously she's doing what she's doing as practically an education, Bradley as an education, yeah, yeah, re rehabilitation service. It's not until she finds out that he's back and he's getting married that that tips her. Over the edge, yeah.
2: So, at this point, she's met um Ryan Bo Burnham, the love of Chris's life, might I add. I'm so upset
0: to go back and rewatch
2: this. Um, so she meets Ryan, and again, Ryan seems to be perfect and he seems to be helping her, she seems to be having a good time. And then he does, like you say, mention that Alice getting married. And it brings everything back to the forefront. I I mean, yes, she's been doing what she's been doing. But I think to be it's like, you know, when you have an argument with somebody or you've fallen out with somebody and then you hear someone else say the name and that kind of little gut punch you get and you're like, oh, it's that. But imagine that like 20 times more for her because of what happened. And this sets her off tracking down the people who were either involved or could have helped in some way to save Nina to stop her from killing herself. And the first person she comes across is um, Alison Brie's character, which she she, she teaches her a lesson because when they meet, she doesn't want to admit what happened back then.
1: You know she knows. You can see it in her eyes. She, as clear as day, says to her, how can you believe someone who goes out and gets drunk and sleeps with people all the time? But I don't believe that she believes that.
2: I think she's saying that purely to protect everybody well, we else. We'll find out that
1: later on. Yeah.
2: So but... so yeah. So um, Cassie goes ahead and plies her with alcohol, familiar, and conv- conv- not convinces her, but makes out to her like she's gone to a hotel room with somebody. That Cassie has
0: hired. Basically, she hires a, a gigolo or a male yeah. escort, not to do anything, but literally just to be in the room so that when she wakes, when she yeah. wakes up, she has no recollection of whether anything has or hasn't happened. And I imagine his job is just to be there and just leave and just go and just out the door.
1: And I think one of the the clever—I say clever, but one of the good things I like about this movie is everything's kind of insinuated with a darker tone but she doesn't actually like so she doesn't like you you think she's killing people but she's not. No. You think that she set up a rape, but she hasn't. She never follows anything through with an actual dark like climax as such. Just stop but it's knows. never
0: like actual in. she never actually does any physical actual yeah, harm. yeah. It's any it's things that could it's things that could happen rather than things that have things that actually do have, yeah, and that's just, why it's so clever. Sorry, just saying about saying about how it actually appears to be that way. Just on the first, the opening when she comes back, when she's walking back after the first night, where read, when she's got what appears to be blood all over her leg, it's and the I'm it's the hot dog running the hot this dog hot dog, dog down, yeah. And then, and we're straight off from what appears to be one thing is actually something completely different. Which, to be fair, this whole, this whole film is is about exactly
2: exactly and uh, this is another film where uh, we'll come to it later where no one really wins um but yeah that that is what's so clever about it is she she's just she's teaching lessons and saying look i'm putting you in this position that she were in do you see how fucking scary this is do you see how horrible this is not being believed being told that you deserve this because you got too drunk it's fucking horrific and it And I don't want to say it's just to women because I've no doubt this has happened to men as well. It's a gut punch. It's a horrible thing to have said against you, especially at a time when you're so vulnerable and you need someone to believe you, someone to help you. And and this is why I couldn't do MFA, by the way, Mm -hmm. because I was very close to picking MFA, but I couldn't do MFA for those reasons. But, um, yeah, I mean, the language used in this film is horrible as well in terms of victim blaming.
1: Like, oh, it gets me so mad. You look mad. <laughs> because I this film, it did infuriate me, but not in, like, a bad way. Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. As in, it just, you know, like, just everything about it, because it's it's stuff that you can see that happens in the world, mm. and it's stuff that you don't want to happen. And I, I think yeah. as well, as a, as a boy... Yeah, it's quite difficult to take because we watch how these men act and it is very easy for people to put everyone in a box and say, that's because they're men. Mm. And it's so tough to watch because you do have to sometimes challenge your own behaviours and wonder whether, do I actually come across this way? So like if I'm out and I'm like being a dick with my friends, I, am I presenting myself in a way that's this offensive or aggressive or demeaning to, threatening. to or threatening to women without even realising I'm doing it? Because, like I say, you watch this film, these men are dicks, but they don't know that they are dicks. Mm. And it's like, it's quite tough to take sometimes.
2: Yeah, and th- this, is, this is a big ongoing thing, as any woman will tell you. It's like... Th- I know I say go on Twitter but if you, can, if you go on Twitter and look up something like this, it is a trash fire of comments on people who go why should we do this? Why are women scared when they go out at night? It's because we are and you just have to accept that. And things yeah. you do are the reason we are scared. Stop
1: acting that way or be an ally and just fucking help. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And Like I said, it's just, it's just a horrible thought to think that First of all, you're going to get lumped into that category of because you are male, like that, that that's who you are. And it, it is, it's not a very nice feeling to be like if you were walking down the street and there's a woman walking in front of you, that that woman's going to be scared. Yeah. When you're not the way that, like, that, that's, that you're not the person that does or would cause them that fear, but, but they don't know that. That's
2: a recognised thing yeah. now, though, to the point where men will hold back. Or go to the other side yeah. of the road, and then, but then you get people saying, "Well, why should I? Because it makes someone else feel comfortable. Just yeah. do it to make
1: someone else feel comfortable." Yeah. It's just, it's just horrible to think that you could
2: yeah, that no, kind I of in
1: people when that's not who you are or what you want to do. And I'm not like saying that, like, why should I be concerned about yeah. that? I'm saying it, I just hate the fact that that's that that happens. Well, then, and, and and as much as you want to try and change that. Until everybody does change it, mm. then that's the way it is. And these films just highlight I just hate the fact that it highlights what dicks people can be. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when they're your people.
2: Well, I mean, in, in that same term of thinking, this is this is essentially what happens when she goes to see uh, Dean Walker. Mm, yes. Walker. The last from American Horror Story, anyway. So she goes to see her because um when um when Nina first reported it, nothing happened. Oh, we'll come to my uh, line in a moment. But um she goes and says she's thinking about going back to the university, and basically, to, and it brings up what happened back then. She's like, "Well, I don't really recall it." And, you know, we have so many of these reported all the times. Like, oh, that, well, that's not a good sign for a start, but. When she asks her why she didn't do something, she goes, Well, it was all hearsay. Would you have me ruin a young man's life? And I was <laughs> like, I got so mad at that. But what she's done is she's taken Dean Walker's daughter in her car, pretending to be a makeup artist for this band she likes, and then says, Oh, don't worry. I dropped her off in a hotel room with these guys. She'll be dropped off them. a frat. Yeah, a frat, yeah, yeah. it's all fine, right, though, because you trust guys and they're not going to do anything with your daughter, she looks very old for her age, by the way, and then she starts freaking out, going, where is she? So, so you know, you know this is what men are like, and you've covered... Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) I didn't mean it like that. You know what I meant. Um, So, yeah, she starts freaking out, and and she doesn't tend to hurt the female... Not her, but she doesn't tend to put the female characters in danger in this, so... No, Alison Bree's character wasn't in danger this girl isn't in danger
1: I will say what I do appreciate about this film is the fact that it actually doesn't just focus on men being the villains there's the also fact women, yes. complicit, yeah. the women who, like you said who are complicit mm. in the fact and people like Alison Bree's character would rather not speak out mm. because it would affect her popularity her status and that's what's important to her mm. the the dean won't be out because, you know, probably, like, all these crimes against, all these reports would be negative to people attending, like, yep. the university. Um, her reputation. Her reputation. So it's just easier to, like, brush it under. So it's, it's I'm, I'm not, I'm glad, but I'm, 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 I, I do like how it doesn't try and just present one gender as being the terrible yeah. gender.
2: And speaking of that, what leads Cassie to for a split second stop this vendetta is the I'm gonna talk about the lawyer first. We'll come on to Ryan in a moment. <laughs> I saw you doing your head. We'll come on to Ryan in a moment. Um is, is the lawyer, Alfred Melina. Fantastic piece in it. Octopus. Like Chris was <laughs> saying, this film, by the way, has got a fucking stellar cast in it.
1: Like Can I just say yeah. as well? Just before we go on to this, this film has an amazing cast. Mm -hmm. A lot of the cast of this film are people that you primarily associate with comedy roles. Yes. So to watch this film and have all of these people play against what you are expecting completely, like, blows you away. Mm. Jennifer Coolidge, I don't... I can't even think of Jennifer Coolidge being serious. She plays it down so much. I was like... Even the voice sounds different. I doesn't. didn't think
0: she could mm.
2: act. Oh, no, I didn't. I thought she
1: Jennifer.
0: was Jennifer. Very... <laughs> <I'm, I'm>, she's, <laughs> she's, she's normally got an over the top kind I know, of I style know. that you think she wouldn't be able to downplay she enough to do a serious, chara- yeah, yeah. To she's do a almost, serious character. She's almost yeah. Piece. She's almost
1: typecast as a certain character, and that's all. I'm, I'm sure she's done other things, but all, the only things I've ever seen her in is that Blonde Big Lips. Oh, oh, god. Legally Blonde. Legally Blonde. Blonde Big Lips. Okay. Stifles mum, one big clips like smiles. Stiffles, Stifler's Bob, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, like and then like obviously, I know that um, Molly Shannon does serious roles, but even her serious roles are a bit frantic, yeah. Aren't they? Uh, but yeah, and Bob Burnham, like honestly you're a stand-up comedian. He's more than that, any Chris.
0: He is. He's the love far of my life.
1: <laughs> Can I? I will. And again. I, I didn't have a point to make five minutes ago. we God. I fucking love Ryan. Welcome to what point?
2: We'll come back to Ryan. I, a, I've never been We're so going to come back to Ryan in a moment. So anyway, she goes to the lawyer and straight away he knows why she's there. And he's the only person in the entire film who's accountable for his actions and says, absolutely, I shouldn't have done this. I am... I'm shamed every single day about what I've
0: done. She is completely thrown by the fact that yes. he he admits and he realises what he's done. She has no... Because she recoils, not only because he moves towards her, which obviously we've met. Yeah. We know, obviously, Alpha Molina's not a small guy. He's a, he's a fairly hefty guy. And him moving towards her when she's t- obviously smaller and been victim of this abuse in the past, so obviously she's going to record, but it's not that she's to record. She has absolutely no idea how to react, or what to say, or what to do. Yeah, with yeah, before. she has. As I say, she did not see this playing out in this way at all. And he remembers, oh, she's on a Exactly. Yeah, uh,
1: he don't remember her surname, but, but he, he knows remembers who she is. Yeah, the scenario, and yeah, that's that's quite a. I think that's a really important. See it is, and it, it
2: shows she It does show she she can be forgiven, because when he says, you have to forgive me, please forgive me, I don't think you hear her say yes, but you can see. She says I forgive does you. Does she say I forgive yeah, you? Yeah. Right, yeah. So Cassie's obviously been <laughs> thrown by this, which, um, I mean, I t- I've got to make this quick, because we, yeah, I'm going on here. But obviously she's, she's met Ryan And she seems to be having a good time with Ryan and they seem to be getting along. And, oh, my God, one of my favourite scenes in any film (gasps) of the last ten years is them two in a supermarket singing to Paris Hilton. I absolutely adore it. You see how happy she is for a moment and how all the troubles have just fucking gone and she's having the best time with him. And it breaks my heart that that should have been what it is going forward. However... We've, I've, I've not talked about Ryan too much because I don't want to upset Chris, to be honest with you. Because you can, you can get.
0: Breaks, you can, breaks it, it breaks I, <laughs> I can I can, separate, I can separate the love of my life from the character he's playing. It's fine. Um,
2: yeah, so like Ryan seems to be good for Cassie, and they're getting along, and it's all amazing. And you know, it goes. It goes around to meet the parents, and Cassie's parents are so happy that she's met someone who's funny and is nice and is charming and is gorgeous and.
1: Oh why Ryan? I on why?
2: It.
1: <laughs> it get to it. get to it. Just get to it.
2: Alison Brie rocks up as Cassie's about to leave everything after she's seen Mr. lawyer and uh, gives Cassie a phone with a video of what happened that night and fuck me does that just spiral everything out of control and on this video Cassie sees Ryan knew about it all along. I hear his voice. My
1: heart's breaking. (laughs) I'm not lying. And it doesn't happen to me a lot. I was watching that film. His voice, come on. I recoiled. (laughs) Later, I went, (gasps) I recoiled. I was like, no, please. No, 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 no. This is wrong. And no, because I've just watched these two fall in love. I've watched like for me, like you've just said, one of like my all time ever favourite scenes in any movie ever, which made me fall in love with both of these people, Stars are Blind, in that shot, I was like, "Oh, like it were proper rom-com vibes." I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm so happy!" Wait, and then that happened, and it—I'm de- not even lying. I was destroyed. I was like, "I fucking hate this." And then it gets worse.
2: Just as an aside, because I want to fit everything into my segment as much as possible, because I always forget to add things. The fucking soundtrack is banging on this one, no, and like, it's all from females.
1: It's all female artists. Uh, hello. The violin-toxic, oh, uh, the string-toxic so thing. i um, so like, fucking fuck my actual life. I mean, we're not there yet, but mm-hmm. when we got there, I was like, fuck, this has happened because I am destroyed. Amazing. But, yeah, so at this point,
2: Cassie goes to – I'm saying all this like people haven't seen it. I'm sure people have seen this film a thousand times because why wouldn't you have? Um, but Cassie goes to confront Ryan, and Ryan, again, I'm a good guy. If you show that to everyone, I'm, I'm ruined. you've never made a mistake, or what, because you're not a failure, and just instantly goes on, defence. it's like, right, whatever. So, she gets him to tell her where Ali's having the bachelor party,
1: and rocks up in the iconic... Hello. I need you to just step back, because this Ryan scene, this is what broke me even more, because he literally completely does a 180 on his character, and he becomes an actual, vile, horrible person. The way he talks to her after he realizes that, you know, she she's not gonna forgive it, it just it's disgusting. Mm. I hate it and I hate him and I love him at the same time, but I hate him.
2: <laughs> competition.
0: <laughs> honestly. Mer- Mercy. No, no competition to be good by
1: <laughs> Seriously, do you know, sometimes in life like this like it does not happen a lot, but sometimes like film something, there's certain things that like Become such a struggle for you to deal with. yeah. And honestly, like... So this was my first watch of this film as well. Mm. So just bear that in mind. So I have no idea what's happening. And I didn't know what the film was about. I I had an idea. And I was kind of right, kind of wrong. But I have never been... Like, I, I, I just felt so broken. But at this point, I was just so broken. I was like, I can't believe that like, the one man that I thought was going to redeem all of us... Is a fucking misogynistic bigger who will just turn the way he did and then he gets even worse.
2: Well, we discover in the end not to be hashtag but not all men. We do discover that in the end. So at this point, she's got the address. She rocks up in the nurse's outfit. Um, oh, and b- by the way, in case you didn't know, everything she dresses up as. It is all um, – I, I think it was the costume designer said it was all uh, based on women who had actually been attacked and assaulted. Um, so, the yeah, so, like, the businesswoman look uh, was someone. And uh, my, not my favourite one, but the name for it was where she's taking the guy on from the nightclub and Ryan bumps into him, and she's dressed as a – it was something like Pound Store Kim Kardashian. Knock off Kim Kardashian. Okay. that's what it was. Yeah, so, anyway – See, Lairs, and this film layers. Um she rocks up to the bachelor party and sees Al, and she applies all... The, she, she wears a, a disguise, obviously, so they don't recognise her, applies all the guys we drink, which knocks him out, and she ends up in the bedroom with Al, and he is handcuffed to the bed, and she's going through everything, and basically saying "Now oh, she's going to ruin his life, and she wants to get him to admit what he did, and she's waiting, and he never admits it. You know he's done it, but he never admits it. And this is truly heartbreaking because this is unfortunately a scenario that she believed could have happened like she thought the worst was going to happen and the worst did happen. He manages to get out of the handcuffs and suffocates
0: her. The director direct of Fennel I've read numerous times because she's got a not flack as such, but she's got a lot of people going no, why didn't she just do it? Why didn't she just do it and just get away and get revenge? And she's... That's not because, realistic. Well, that's the thing. The whole answer was she's like, well, no, he's got a £100 on her. And he gets... is like, there is no really... If she goes into that situation and threatens him with that, he is going to kill her.
2: A £100
1: and a determination to not let yeah. his secret get out to ruin his life, so... Yeah. Also, I read um, that before they shot it, they asked how long it would take to suffocate somebody mm-hmm. in that way, and they said like two and a half minutes or something. So they filmed it for that length of time, and it feels. It does, I don't think. Yeah.
0: It, I was gonna, gonna say, say like I don't it think it. Longer. I don't think it does. I think it seems it's nasty, but it seems to be. I don't think it feels like two and a half minutes. Ago I, by
1: it. I honestly, I for me, it's comparable lengthwise and feeling wise to. The scene is irreversible. But yeah. I want it to stop, mm. and it doesn't. And the way she's just like jerking her legs yeah. and stuff, I'm just like, I don't like this. I don't like this at all. And I also was under the impression that she was gonna stab in his neck. And get yeah. Away, and then when she done, I was like, But she does the uh, the
2: clever thing of scratching his face, like in case they do find the body, like in Life of David Gale, finger um, skin under fingertips. To prove it, um, and this this again is a heartbreaking scene for me because this is Bash from Glow, and I fucking love Bash and <laughs> I t- Glow. I love him.
0: I will t- tell you what for, <laughs> and for all how obviously how serious this is, and the nature and theme of this film. When, when they got his best man comes in and says, "Look, it's not it's not your fault. It's not your fault. You didn't kill her." <laughs> It's really, really, it certainly seems like, that, it's it's that way. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but it's just, yeah. I think it might just be Bash. He's that comically gifted that he oh, delivered that line. I that so and funny. I just crease. I know it's awful, for him, but I just had to mention that. Him as an actor, I don't know. Every, I say I'm not sure how that line was supposed to be delivered, but he just makes me. I think
1: it was a attention
2: relief.
0: You reckon? Yeah. And,
2: but they do even come across as a bit comical when the oh horrible state burning Cassie's body, um, because I think a leg or an arm well, yeah. oh, <laughs> kicks it back. So it does come across as a bit comical in those scenes they, together. Yeah, them, they, but they are comic actors. So
0: saying about know. people who are not prepared for revenge, they are Definitely not. They are them. not not equipped to be dealing with a disposal.
2: And we come to the end of the film, which at this point, when I first watched it, I was like, I can't believe that this is how it's going to be, that it's just ended like this. But then again, you're going to go up against all these men with this dark secret. What do you expect? Is you know, the likelihood she was right to have her killed, I feel because it's realistic. That would probably happen. But then the wedding scene, oh, my God, it's like the end of Midsummer. The biggest smile on my face. The fucking
1: biggest. This is where, do you remember when I said Ryan's a prick and it gets worse? So when Cassie goes missing Mm -hmm. and the police come round and they speak to her mum and dad and they said, oh, should we do it again? And the police go, and again, it's one of the male officers that goes, and that drives me crazy, and he speaks to Ryan and he's like, oh, do you think she might have done anything silly? And he's like, Yeah, I think she would. And you're like, Um, I can't even believe that she's m-. you were in love with her, but you are still willing to just say, I think she's about his hold career it back to it, herself I think. because he cares more about him. And the cop is just like, Oh yeah, cheers, but yep. if for everything you do. Yep. And he's like, Oh, like you know like he should be the first person that you re- like kind of assuming he's guilty of something. Boys, boys, bants, bounce, bounce. And I, and and yeah, yeah, my my love for Ryan went from like like a million to mm-hmm. like I want him dead. I just want him dead.
2: So we find out in the end that um, well, when they're at the wedding, they all start getting these text messages through, showing the video, and one to Ryan saying, uh, "Yeah, you thought this had ended? It absolutely hasn't. And what Cassie has done." Quite cleverly, is enlisted lawyer and uh, Laverne Cox. You no, know, well, I think Laverne just gets the necklace, but yeah. she's enlisted. She brings the other half, yes. so it can link together. Yeah, so she just um, she she's got him to send out these pre-set up texts because he's got wrong. he's
0: got possession of the phone. So she, essentially, she writes she leaves him a note saying, "Look, I'm going to I'm going to the stag do. Yeah. If if you don't hear from me." do this and he does because obviously he's he's wanting to make up for he's, he's he's that good
2: guy
1: so oh, yeah, well, well, yeah. As you
0: would say, he's had his char- he's had a character out where he's realised this is a redemption in his yeah. character yeah art. that's
1: what I meant sorry yeah so do you remember when I said I audibly gasped I threw myself back when I found out Ryan were involved yeah I literally jumped off my seat, fist pumped the air, screaming "Yes!" When them texts came through, I this I don't know what it was about this film. It literally played
2: my it, me it like a it, fiddle. It, it wanted to make me cry. This scene because it was like I n- I know she died for it, but the truth will out. Yeah, and it did. I'm,
0: I wonder how it would have played if like Jordan Peele's original Get Out ending. Where the cops turned mm. up and arrested. I wonder how it would have played if the simple fact is she went there and got killed. And no and one did anything. No, it just that would have been horrible. I mean, honestly, it would have been. unfortunately, it would have been the more realistic. I'm just yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, I'm wondering whether I'm wondering whether she's. I'm wondering whether she did that because she killed because she killed Cassie off. You can't yes. do. You can't do both. Well, you could. You could no, be. No, yeah, no, no studio is going. No studio is going to back your pitch if you go right what we're going to do we're going to film about this awful subject and we're going to make sure everyone's or i'm going to tell it really i'm going to tell it realistically i didn't say she's going to make sure everyone's why i mean she goes and goes i'm going to tell it completely realistically and the studio look at that and go
2: I mean, Everyone's
0: going to come out miserable. It's not. We're not yeah. backing it.
2: It's not like it hasn't been done before, though. It has been done in Eden Lake. Like she went through hell yeah, and still not. ended. But was a miserable ending. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, ours are, are independent. independent Produced where Sky, where yeah. it's Sky Cinema who were backed.
2: I mean, I, 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 I'm thankful for that ending because that would have left me I'm, so upset yeah. if it hadn't. I'm been. just, I'm just
0: curious yeah, whether no, she. No, yeah, yeah, I'm just curious whether she, whether she'd have loved that gone I can't do. I can't kill Cassie and had the, the. I can't have, the have the one can of yeah.
1: I would have actually. I loved the ending, but I'd have loved it that way as well because it would have left me angry. Um, but. And, and, and I'd have been unsatisfied, mm. but I'd have got it because they've already got away with it once.
2: I just think Cassie needed it yeah. given everything she's been through. I think it's
1: only fair to give up. That ending. Yes, Cass's redemption mm-hmm. and Cass is kind of like, yeah, it is needed. Mm-hmm. And I do think, yeah, if it ended on that note, like you said, people would have walked out of that film. Like, I don't think they'd have walked out saying they don't like the film. I just think they'd have just said it's a miserable film, which would have had an impact on people seeing it. Um I can honestly say this is one of the best films I have watched in a long mm-hmm. time. I was it's incredible. Literally blown away. I have not I can't even describe how many emotions I went through watching this film.
2: The first time I watched it I could not stop thinking about it for a few days. And then I was literally... I woke up in the morning, I were on my phone, I just started thinking about it. I came down here like 6 o'clock in the morning and put it on because i like, I need to watch it now. I actually need to see it again now. And I've watched it so many times since. If I'm like at work or whatever, I'll just watch it. So good. So fucking good. I love it. I love this film. Um, That—that's. I've rambled on. My apologies. I've proper rambled on on this one. Um, but at least I didn't go all fangirly and out of... Context and scream it.
0: I think this is a film that completely deserved the time we've given yeah. to it.
2: Um, so, yeah, um, t- everything I've just said is the reason you should be thought in Promising Young Woman as your best revenge aura.
0: Okay, so that's our three choices. Thank you for listening to this, what will be a very long episode from ourselves but to be fair the three films that we put up I think all deserve the love and the attention that we've lavished on them we'll open the poll for you to start voting for your favorite tomorrow so you can vote for Mercer's red white red white and blue sorry my blue ruin or the winner (laughs) (laughs) that is promising your (laughs) woman Please, when you vote, do let us know as well why you pick Phase. You can find the poll on Twitter, so please do follow us on Twitter and also Instagram at Spit Grades. We're at I Spit on your grades on Facebook. And if you want to email us for any reason at all, please get in touch with us at electricpossums at gmail.com. And please, if you've enjoyed this episode or any of our previous ones, do rate, review and subscribe because it does really help us as well. But all that's left is to say thank you and goodbye to Mercer. Goodbye. Thank you and goodbye to Faye.
2: Guten. nice good day. Guten Tag. Um, see you.
0: Auf same, you mean.
2: the same. Thank you.
0: Bye, everybody.